Hey, hey sis. sis. What's up, y'all? How are you doing? How the sisters doing out there? Y'all all right? Y'all all right. Well, today we are going to do a um, topic of discussion for today is uh, Black Power, White Allies. Yes. So basically, we just want to kind of highlight and um, show appreciation for the work that people who are not black, um, <laughs> and then you know, just even calling us black is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. That our our cousin, our auntie Jade Elliott, <laughs> gets us into. But um, yeah, we really want to talk about you know the work people do that can benefit from white supremacy, but um, allow to themselves to step into a place where they sacrifice comfort and you know sometimes Pretty, their lives. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much standing up for black right. people in this country, you're definitely putting your life on the line, right? Um, which is <laughs> unfortunate, <but laughs> crazy unfortunate truth to even have to say, right? Crazy within itself. Right. Um, but a little historical reference for you guys. Um, one of my favorite allies in history <laughs> goes to John Brown, right. the abolitionist. Uh, he was friends with Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman. Can you so... imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, what was them conversations like at night, baby? With the with the kettle, what the hell, the kettle? <laughs> with the Barney? light, with the <laughs> the gasoline, the kerosene. <laughs> right. So John Brown, um, he was an abolitionist, and uh, he said that the moral arguments, sermons petitions and pretty much like marches wasn't going to end slavery so uh, <laughs> he was like um violence is a necessary uh quote-unquote evil you oh, know in the yeah. united states to eliminate slavery right. so um he believed this so much so that he uh stormed a uh, military base stole the guns Whoa. with the intent to arm slaves so um they went to harp they raided harper's ferry uh, to get the guns and whatnot to arm slaves to <laughs> have this grand ass revolt. That's he so got like gangster. 260 something guns, I believe. Um, allegedly, Harriet Tubman was supposed to join him that day, but she was sick, allegedly. Mm -hmm. But he recruited 22 men and five of them with his own sons. Mm -hmm. So not only did he put his life on the line, but his family, was <laughs> you willing, know, five of his right. sons were willing to die for this shit. Like right. it wasn't a game to them at all. Um, of wow. course, he's regarded as a terrorist um, and uh, treason right. um, against the United States, and uh, they hung him. Mm. So, damn. Yeah, they they hung him, and he went down um, not without a fight, but he he was just like, I'm willingly give my life right. if this is what it takes, right. you know. And he's regarded to kicking off the Civil War. Actually, that's wow. how. <laughs> the south and the north yeah. really you know it, he 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 popped it off so that's john brown you know it's interesting how like unfortunate it is that we this is probably some of the first time people have heard about him mm -hmm. even as a teacher myself like there's mm -hmm. so many things that i had to bring outside of the curriculum right. to educate kids and what's going on right now with trump threatening uh to dis <laughs> to defund schools defund the schools they're uh willing to go through the 1619 curriculum mm -hmm. which if you think about it school is the number one place where we're inundated with mm -hmm. white supremacy right you know i understand yes. like what jane what we heard her say is it takes 13 years for you to basically be colonized right you know i understand to be and a good like, american citizen like right, she said to, right but it's like this is our responsibility to find out more 
Mm-hmm. You know, because it was hard for us to right. find I mean, more than the ones we found. The right. Allies. Um, for me, historically, um, yeah, like I like the twenty two men that John Brown was rolling with John Brown. Like, <laughs> I got to dig deep. Like, who what bloodline? You know, like right. for the white people who are out there who are enraged, like right. you might come from this bloodline. Say your name. <laughs> Say- <laughs> say your because name because it's important when it comes to the whole context of revolution because mm-hmm. a lot of times we feel it's written for us to feel alone and outnumbered right isolated you know isolated like it's right. only one like right. it's only one millionaire and it was Madame Sikora <laughs> right but really in that same time frame it was two that we know no of actually and who else who because right. she put people on right but you know when it comes to educating and um miseducation, miseducation really it's right. about inferiority miseducation feeling you know a whole lot of nothing powerless right so yeah that's a part of it so like yeah we only know of john brown because of the great length that he knows but the 22 men who were down to ride with them we don't know about them right you know i don't know um some of his son's names like you know like five of his sons you know and like white people helped harriet tubman in the underground railroad don't know any of their names don't know them they don't they want to keep perpetuating this idea you know divide a conquer like y'all didn't have no help it was all every single white person like everybody was against you everybody hated y'all everybody Everybody. (laughs) like no we had help we had allies we had people who were willing to fight and die for this right because it is at the end of the day the context of it is morally wrong morally wrong you know right so in regards to humanity like it, it doesn't matter what shade of skin you're in this is about humanity this is about moral and what's wrong and what's right so yeah Yeah. that's what white people need to tap into and for the ones who have you know that i'm like yeah you're being a human (laughs) i'm like you're being a human like let us then let us know who you are reach out (laughs) reach out to the sisters at hey sisters at (laughs) gmail.com let us know write in to us all right, so we got a few more on the list. Go ahead, please. Um, and another one, um, in my opinion, was a um, very infamous ally in the 60s was Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. Um, she stands out to me because of her support of the Black Panther Party in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Wow. As huge gangsta. like that's so gangster right. like go hard they go all the way <laughs> if you gonna go hard go all the way <laughs> baby like to support the black panther party mm-hmm. especially during that time that is the biggest way to put a target on your back right. like she said i saw a little clip i didn't watch the video but there was a clip of her on on ellen and she was like it's a miracle mm-hmm. i made it to 80 right because it really that's it is real like you shit. really put your life on the line she was a part of a lot of uh activist movements supported a lot of black movements native americans she was against the vietnam war mm-hmm. like she funded the black panther wow. party with her See, money she used her she, yeah to fight she used rep- proper wow. she spread you know quote good propaganda about the party she wow. would speak about them in interviews uh there was this one interview when they asked her something about revolution and she was like it would be uh black militants in this country would be a fool if they're not armed wow. she was like, i completely support the black panther party she's like we need to show them more love we need to show them more support we need to give them funds like we need to get behind everything that they're doing she visited angela davis when she was in prison Ooh. Like, <laughs> what? And she looks so good. Listen, 
Fight you black people will give you life. It will give you life. The melanin starts to uncall, unlocking you and preserve. Look at Jane Fonda and Auntie uh, Jane Elliott. Elliott, right. 86 and 80. But come on now. And Jane Fonda still be coming up with her collar pop. (laughs) Rolling. Rolling with her collar pop. And I hate to say this, but you know, the, the, the... popular saying that black doesn't crack is because there's a definitive difference in right. non melanated <laughs> people but I mean it ain't she ain't cracking she ain't cracking she popping she ain't cracking and I know Fonda got money but I don't know I don't know what Auntie uh, Jane pockets looking like but she right. still look good you know people right. like well she got money but still like that shit will like for real preserve you like if you did she adopt a black <laughs> And then Jane Fonda adopted a little black girl from Oakland, California. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, she put in a real world. She put it. This is a lifelong. This is a lifestyle. This right. is a lifestyle for her. Yeah, she adopted a black a girl at uh, 14. Her name was Mary, I believe. Mary Williams. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. Um, she, you know, the typical story, abuse and whatever. And um, Fonda had a arts camp and she attended. And uh, she took to her and... Um, the girl experienced her trauma and Jane Fonda was like, you, you know, you deserve (laughs) a great life. Like I see where you, you know, your potential and where you're headed. She's like, you deserve the opportunity. So like, if you want to, you come live with me (laughs) and I will, you know, let you help you with that opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, for how hard she went in the sixties and the seventies, like that's amazing. She's still alive. That is amazing. Cause we can't do that. Right. You know, black people, the, the automatic thing, that's hung up over our revolution mm-hmm. is you will die. Like right. We've seen it. But even like, you know, if they don't kill you outright, they'll kill you financially. Like, right. Or you they'll know, kill you in a court of public opinion. Right. You know, slander your slander name. You call you crazy. Call you crazy. Call you crazy. Yeah. But to not see, like, I don't know if there was any campaign. Oh, there was huge her. backlash back in the day. Yeah. You know, especially when she was torn against the Vietnam War. Like, she adamantly oh, wow. spoke against the U.S. government and military. And then she, like, went to Vietnam. And sat on like, <laughs> like she, yeah, she on top of that had a successful acting career. Like I was just watching what Frank and what? Well, she you know <laughs> freaking Grace. That shit is so funny. Yeah, well you know we also have be, amnesia. Right. We also have amnesia, and she's still Sleep. a white woman. <laughs> so right. it's just right. like oh well. Yeah. yeah she was a rebel. <laughs> she was a rebel. Who was that? Everybody was rebellious and right. high. Those were those okay. days. <laughs> those were right. those days. So she <laughs> weed and cocaine. It was a hell of a drug. It was a hell of a time. So, yeah, I mean, you know, she's still white and has privilege. But for her to go as hard as she did yeah. um, and be so consistent and so adamant and mm-hmm. be alive, I mean, you know, she's a little thing. She could have got snatched up any time. It could have been an right. accident. You know, anything right. could have happened. Anything could have been. Yeah, the army, the military was against her for a long time. She hurt, you know, they said she hurt the U.S. servicemen because of, you know, her vocalness about um, against the wow. Vietnam War. So, you know, those were very divided times, too. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, we don't say this lightly. Like, you know, the things that she's done isn't something light. Like, they were right. really killing, not that they're not killing us now, but, like, you know, the Black yeah. Panthers, like, Fred Hampton, like, right. <laughs> Huey, right. like, they got us all. Games like, Asana right. had yeah. to go to Cuba. Like, you know, yeah. like, they threw Angela in jail. We didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Like, they dismantled a whole party. A of whole, people. Yeah. You just called a party. 
Right. It's a lot of people. For the government to sit around around their round table and be like, okay, how are we going to dismantle this group? Like, you're on FBI's radar. Like, this, for you to be like, I support the Black Panther Party and you're a white woman in the 70s, that's huge. Huge. I wonder how, I mean, in this base, I don't know. But, like, to hear how you said earlier when we were talking that her mom passed away, Um, uh, committed suicide suicide when she was 12. Yeah. Um, But um, sometimes I just feel like that's your angels. Right. Like that's either just grace over your life, like mm-hmm. your purpose precedes, you know, that you're, you know, can't, uh, your time of death could never, like, be shortened. Right. Based off of your purpose. But the fact that, like, I s- can see her face on that cork board <laughs> <laughs> next to Malcolm Martin and everybody, how she lived with other people. Mm-hmm. whose uh, kids of privilege were uniting with the Black Panthers. They were getting kidnapped. And then there was just always these like conspiracy theories. Like they were brainwashed by the Black Panthers. Yeah. And, you know like, what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Some, like they didn't come out thinking like that. They right. Got, they they you know, got, yeah. They brain she kind of got like that grace, you right. know, because she's still very much so carries that presence. We were watching the interview that she did mm-hmm. um, with, with Viola, uh, Viola Davis. Davis. And it's just... Actors on actors. She's still so poised. So poised. So eloquently so militant. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know how we say vibes speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. She still carries that. Yeah. So it's not like it was fake or, authentic, or, or not authentic. Right. Or a phase for that moment in right. time in history. Right. And now it's like, oh, you know, she's right. some... Staunch Republican conservative, or something right. like right. you know, like to damn. To vote for Trump. right? We're like, damn, you turned out real white. No, but like, she's still, yeah. you know. I mean, even recently, she uh, was in support of uh, the Native Americans when they were fighting against fracking in South Dakota, mm. and and um, yeah, protect our waters, like when they were getting sprayed in 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 North Dakota and South Dakota. The military, the police, National mm. Guard—they all came out on the reservations because they were protesting the oil she's, fracking from the water. It's not just for black people. She's—it's like yeah, natives, black, yeah, yeah humanity. Right. Right. <laughs> it's unfortunate that to fight for humanity means to fight for the against the oppression of like that's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. All right, let's let's roll on and long. And then we also have. Auntie Jane Elliott, (laughs) which is popular um, or infamous for the blue eyed, brown eyed uh, experiment that she conducted in the 60s. Um, I think it got revamped again in the 80s. Um, I'm not quite sure, yeah, but it, cause yeah, because yeah, I remember the little girl with, right, crying. With she the was like, "Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> right. So she did the blue eye, brown eye experiment to, you know, illustrate how stupid it is to discriminate mm-hmm. um, against people because of different colors, or how you know it is done, and how we view race and skin color mm-hmm. and these interactions psychologically. So she's, you know, most popular known for that. Her work's into a nap, but she calls herself an educator, not a teacher. Yeah. Because she's very well educated when it comes to history and science and race and the construct of this country. And Auntie J will read you for filth. She will read you and rip you another one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So she was speaking with um, Karen uh, Hunter. She has her TV show now. Karen has interviewed everybody from Jill Scott to Akon. She actually interviewed Jane twice, but... 
Um, and in a previous podcast, we were talking about how the population of white people, especially mm-hmm. in America, is basically um, disappearing. Like yeah. They, you know, and it's, it's like Dwindling biologically uh, happening. It's not like yeah. it's genetically happening. It's mm-hmm. not like disease. It's not like, you know. Right. Like you guys are just, just getting bred out. Bred out. <laughs> right. And one of the philosophies that Jane Elliott has is that she is melanemic. Meaning if you're anemic, you lack iron. Mm-hmm. If you're melanemic, you lack melanin. melanin. And you will always and continuously hear her say that there's only one race and that's the human race. Mm-hmm. And the context of or the construct of white supremacy and white and black as races were created, you know, for the division of people and the, the hoarding right. of power. Right. To uphold um, this lie. We just want to let you guys hear a clip of Auntie Jane talk about um, uh, just how she talked, but just kind of say one of the points so that it's somebody else you can hear. You can Google this. You can research it. Yes. Uh, this particular interview is on YouTube on the Karen Hunter show. You can put Karen Hunter, Jane Elliott. And uh, we just want you to hear it right quick. Hold on. Outnumbered. Within 30 years, white, so-called white people will be a numerical minority in the United States of America. That is a demographic fact. And you can whine about it. You can cry about it. You can build fences to keep them out. And you can close Planned Parenthood clinics in order to see to it that white women don't get abortions. It isn't going to work. White pale faces are still going to get abortions, and people of color are going to keep on reproducing. So get used to it, and get a, get, as somebody sent me this, and I don't remember her name, but this is what everybody should wear. If get you're going to talk as a racist, yes. it says, got a mask. get over it. Get over it. Get, get over, over it. it. It's a mask that says, get over it. It's time to get over it, people. So, mm. as, as, you're cannot, talking, as you're talking, yes, as go on. All right, so there's a lot of points that she made. Um, <laughs> My favorite point that blacks were here first, right? And we will be here last. We, we, <laughs> we'll, we'll find it and put it in this podcast so you can, you know, it's always it has more power and context when you hear it from people who are not black. I think that when we are talking, we're talking about our experience from the experience of having it, mm-hmm. but. That's where we hear silence from other right. non, you know, black people. Melanemia. Mel- yeah. <laughs> people of the, uh, melanemia. <laughs> but you know, like what what me and sister saying earlier when the when the first uh, when the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement happened earlier this month, I mean earlier this year, um, my initial reaction was like, white people do something, You're like, right? We've been fighting, we've been protesting, we've been saying this, we have been living this and doing this historically for decades millennia you know what i'm saying like this at this point it is not our responsibility to change the people who are oppressing us right we have the responsibility to heal ourselves from the oppression we have to work on our own colorism issues colonization issues classism issues right but this right here racism is a white people's problem right she says that and she also says, you know, <laughs> humanity as we know it came from a black woman and it's going to end with all, you know, like <laughs> the planet with being melanated. Bel- uh, right. Fear of a black planet. Right. Is what's going on. Right. But when you have science and facts and other people 
fighting from that perspective. It's like, right. that's where the change is going to happen. Right. And I love the scientific element because everybody want to be like, oh, yeah, you know, y'all want to talk about climate change and the science of this and, and the, the science of that and the science <laughs> of this. Well, let's let not right. skip over the science. And the facts that the right. first human, the right. first woman to give birth on this planet was a black woman who mm-hmm. gave birth to humanity. That right. is a scientific fact. fact. From white scientists to Asian scientists to the whole scientific community, that right. is a fact. Hold on. We actually want to let you guys hear Jane Elliott say this. <laughs> Give us one second. On the face of the earth, we are all descendants of black women who evolved in sub-Saharan Africa to about 280,000 years ago. We are all, and you can call it clinal, I don't care what you call it. Those black people were adventuresome, they were intelligent, they managed to cross the ocean to this continent and every other continent over the 280,000 years. Every person on the face of the earth is a cousin to every other person on the face of the earth. The Bible talks about the family of man. It doesn't talk about the family of white men. It talks about the family of man because we're all members of the same human family. What we're dealing with is ignorance. All right, y'all. We're back <laughs> from those facts from <laughs> with from those facts. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like mm-hmm. um, like she said about you know we're all miseducated, mm-hmm. so. Um, like white people do something like you know like yeah you gotta educate yourself because right. you need to be equally as outraged at right. how much of a disadvantage you right. have been given by right. being miseducated exactly. like you're not privileged you don't have supremacy you're crippled like when the on the world <laughs> mm. stage when we're looking at humanity and what's going on in this country like yeah. for you know I'm glad a lot of breaking up but for you to just like you know the interaction I had with the Karen like oh I was silent for too long and I won't be silent anymore yeah. like I don't need your sympathy. I need your rage. I need right. you to be mad like, they got me too. Right. <laughs> they Real got talk. me too. Real talk. Like, I'm Like, pissed. what the fuck is this shit? Like, I'm, yeah, one, Not, uh, one round uh, table I heard this girl <laughs> kept dropping the word lucky. Like, you know, sometimes you got to understand how lucky you are to not have to go through that and it's just like you're missing it. You're missing you're it. You're still missing it. Yeah. Because like you said, you're crippled and disabled off the strength of you are going to be an obvious minority in the context of supremacy that you believe in, of the context of whiteness that you believe right. in. Right now, it's the best time for you to start being like, I'm black. I have melanemia. You know I have melanemia. I have I'm black too. You know? I have melanemia. They lied to me. <laughs> they lied I don't know me. my real history. I don't know where I come from. You know, because now... You know, right now when it when when all of this outrage, all of this truth is coming out, like ignorant the ignorance of racism mm-hmm. is just so profound to me. Like I've always kind of been like, that's just don't make no sense. Yeah, like but now it just looked like super buffoonery. Like, are you seriously racist in the year of our Lord twenty twenty? For real. Like after all of the information the internet has given us. In the year 2020. And 20. (laughs) You have the nerd to still still be be racist? racist? Like, that just looks so dumb Dumb. to me. You know? And then, like... Disgusting and just, like, what? Right. So small. Like, (laughs) how you said... They The disadvantage and the disabling is not a privilege. Right. You are not... Like, that's... Yeah, I don't need to sit in some... You've been putting a child infant seat. Right. 
it called it supremacy. Yeah. Or privilege. Yeah. Yeah, like no. yeah. Do something. <laughs> Do something. Don't sit here and sit back in some kind of reverence and gratefulness right. that oh I'm so I you know, I gotta realize how lucky I am. Like, no, you're it's not. It's not about luck. It's not about luck. <laughs> Damn, it. <laughs> Damn it. You know. So I know it's hard. Yeah. I know it's a lot being thrown at the right. at, at it's us. Heavy. It's heavy. But um Draw some strength from the examples that we gave you. John Brown, Jane Elliott, and Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda. And find some more. And find more. if it's something in your house, if it's something in your story, sometimes we know history within our nuclear units right. better than we will ever be put in a book. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why we're really, that's our commitment to this podcast and to the culture is to record things and it's authentic mm-hmm. narrative from ourselves. Yeah. Because if we leave it up to history, it can be not recorded or re-recorded. Right. You know. And, and just, just erased. Erased. And we know how they do. So yeah, We can't yeah, afford that. We can't afford that. Right. So if you, um, um, don't. Resonate with if this you resonate message, with this yeah. message, <laughs> hey sis. <laughs> right. Real talk. Because, hey, hey, right. yeah, this it was important for us to create mm-hmm. a platform where we are unapologetically black mm-hmm. and we're not muffled and we don't feel the fear of expression. You know, right. we don't we're, we're not at a place where, you know, they're going to kill you right. if you say how you really feel. But this is a part of our healing work mm-hmm. and our journey as well. Right. And there's a lot of trauma in white America mm-hmm. when like you find out. How the depth of you being lied to mm-hmm. in a time where the comic conversation is starting to expose mm-hmm. the the decrease right. of your presence. Right. Of your what you call your race. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this again. It, this it, is prime it, it, time it's prime time. To be black. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna take, it's gonna I don't know what's gonna take, but to be able to hold um, that level of confidence and uh, not shrink, let let it sh- you know make you shrink. Mm-hmm. It's about I don't know. I guess it's through the education because I, I married an ally and right. I had two kids. We gonna talk one. about that? <laughs> well, no, let's talk about that. This is what the podcast is for. <laughs> so because let's let, oh, wait first. Well, um, what <laughs> when you say you married an ally, you wanna. Mm-hmm. Give context to his race. Like, he could be anything, but let's let's break it down. Right. So, um, he uh, lacks melanin. <laughs> he's a uh, number one candidate for melanemia. <laughs> no, but he's uh, white. Um, but he's Irish and Native American, mm-hmm. um, depending on who I talk to. <laughs> I right. break down either his ethnicity or just be like, he's white. But he comes from the school of John Brown mm-hmm. and Malcolm X. And when we connected, we connected intellectually first. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to explain mm-hmm. my blackness, my mm-hmm. experience, my lived everyday right. experience. Yeah. That, you know, we're living in right. the same country. <laughs> I didn't you have, just <laughs> you're just oblivious. I didn't have to explain now yeah. one thing. To this man. Right. And he knew a lot about black history. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, he's indigenous mm-hmm. and Irish, so he knows about a lot about his Irish history. And when you're educating on history, he's like, the English fucked over my people. We mm-hmm. don't speak English. Like, right. we, you know, our original right. language is Gaelic. Like, right. we weren't Catholics. Come we were indigenous now. people. Like, we were in tribes. Like, right. you know? So when you're educated, you know, he know yeah. about the Moors. He resonated with the Moors and right. what they did in Spain for allegedly 700 years. Of course, right. that's part of his history, too. Right. Could have been longer. Who knows? Right. But... <laughs> 
that's Hello. what has been recorded. Right. But yeah, like right. very well educated on some, you know, Jane mm-hmm. Elliott type yeah. educational level. So it was easy for me to connect. And I was like, oh, OK, like, for right. <laughs> sure, this makes sure. sense. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't have to explain anything and nothing. And he's just as upset and enraged and be talking mad shit. And I'd be like, man, calm down. <laughs> be on. at the protest. Be yeah. at the protest. Yeah, the fucking crackers like, can't stand these white It's kind of crazy because, like, we, you know, we're family. So, right. like, we go to his house with the kids, stay with them for the summer. And mm-hmm. the grand, his, 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 his mother, mm-hmm. their grandmother, is very much not like him. Like, he no. definitely grew up as a, like, how his spirit did your desire from the ether <laughs> came through. <laughs> Because no, but like on his dad's side, they're um from um Louisiana, okay. so he has Creole. Gotcha. So <laughs> right, right, right. because when I tell people like, oh, you know, because you know, as we said, like we're pro black, right? right? So for me to pop up with a white dude, depending on right. who you are, it's kind of typical tell or it's kind of not typical. It could be surprising or it could be typical, <laughs> right. depending on where you want, where you land on the spectrum. But for right. my Talk fam, black, white. Right, right, but right. for my fam, it was like, what the hell? What and the whole entire hell? Because she was <laughs> more just fiery than anybody. Like. Yeah, we know Kamala, but you know Kamala. I was. <laughs> it was like, wait, 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 wait. Rewind. For uh, my family, my friends, everyone knew me. It was like, wait, what? What the hell? So when I was like, yeah, he's white, and I showed them a picture of him, they was like, I thought you said he was white. Yeah, no, he do. Look, I'm like, he. He looked like Sean King. <laughs> He does not he look does, like Sean. He King. don't look like Sean King, but you know how you look at Sean King, and he like if you Nick has a. a he has an aura. He got a coarse beard. He does. Okay, it's red, but it looks very. It's very. <laughs> very four B. Four C ish. But you know, and then just his energy, like you know, he doesn't have that aloofness. Like this is a joke that me and my sister make. Like you know, I'm walking around happy like a white girl. Like mm-hmm. you know, completely unburdened. <laughs> Completely unstressed. Like my biggest heartbreak was in high school when my parents divorced. <laughs> you know, but like he kind of carries the vibration of like being awareness of the struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so right. there's along there's with def- his own struggles with and his just own, like right his being own probably a outcast in his family on his mom's side, right. not his dad's side, right. <laughs> not on the Irish side, right? Because on his dad's That's side, my boy. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, it's society. You know, looks from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever see pictures of our family, our niece mm-hmm. and nephew, it'll you'll probably throw you off. But right. We're able to understand. And then my kids look Dominican. Right. <laughs> or something questionably like, you know, well, what are they? You know, right. You get asked that. But then, you know, it's just real interesting because another one of our cousins um uh married uh or is with the uh Cuban. a Cuban girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their child clearly is um, of both <laughs> races, or I don't even know how to talk Not anymore. Right. Like, Jane, Jane Jane I, mean, I need to figure it out. <laughs> Shoot. But for the context, he's black, she Cuban, and the baby little mix. Okay? But then, like, the conversation is like, how do you grow them up in this world? Because right. now, they're mm-hmm. growing up in the era where in 20 it's years, being dismantled. Right. We have more white people in them streets and angry and, like, really turning themselves into facing the uncomfortable, right. you know? like Including their father. Including, so it's like, right. So, yeah. in, when they grow up, I don't, like, quite know what well, right. we know what to prepare Pair them for morally. 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 But I we don't know what to prepare them yeah. for. But, like, up until, the, you know, like, me and their dad 
you know, raised them culturally black. And, you know, in his house, he has pictures of uh, Harriet Tubman, John Brown, and <laughs> I Malcolm X. I mean, damn, X. I don't. I feel bad. <laughs> he got Akinane and Nefertiti on his altar, like, <laughs> Chris, like, for real. So, like, we, you know, up until this point, you know, we are educating them about, you know, their heritage, their background. Yes, you're mixed, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning and the end of the day, you're black. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to raise them as far as whiteness mm-hmm. is concerned. Like, mm-hmm. only thing we know to do is, like, point them to their Irish heritage like as far as like whiteness in the context of like oh you gotta teach you know some people like oh you gotta teach them about both their sides right i don't know nan about and neither do he (laughs) we don't know know about yeah i can tell them about being black we can tell them about being black and we can let them know about their irish heritage and their native american ancestry and you want to delve into that then go right ahead but culturally you know raised black so yeah, because they out here right now with a black mama and a black auntie and a black grandma and a black cousin, you know, like right. when, they, when they go off to the summer. And it's, I think, a great healthy mix and balance mm-hmm. because like we can give them the language and information when it comes from other people's perception. Right. Like, what are you? And if you right. say I'm mixed, then what right. society automatically thinks right now? Right now. But, but when they, they grow but, up. Right. So like, in I, context, don't even know. I don't even know. Like, like you... <laughs> You, you the new, you the new golden yeah. child now. They flipped now. They they like the whole oppressing us, and, right? And for like, you're not gonna be some cute fetish, like you right. know, like everyone in the world, right? Either it's you're gonna look be, like you, right. or gonna look like mom, or gonna be darker, right. like you know, like. <laughs> So we'll tell you, we'll help you when you get there. Yeah, we're we, <laughs> no. we going to take it one day at a time <laughs> that's, that's, as it comes. Not, but yeah, right. up until now, you know, we were very adamant, you know, about mm-hmm. race relations. You know, we're still coming from, mm-hmm. you know, post-racial society. You I know, can't when, believe they <laughs> fixed their mouth. <laughs> the fact that we had to educate that. them on why it was such a big deal that we have it. But, you know, mm-hmm. like now in 2020, and like you said, as more white people woken up, there's right. more solidarity with other POCs. Now it's like, right. I can't necessarily be like i don't know and then like how we were saying um with the 30 years it'll be mm-hmm. less 20 20 years it'll be less um well it'll be a lower population of what we call white people mm-hmm. so when you look around and when you look at that when you look at that what that really means because that mm-hmm. that type of mentality that's carried into law into the interpretation of value of people's years. life so that's a whole new world. When you look at the classroom, mm-hmm. when you look at the teachers, mm-hmm. where you look at where the laws are interpreted in, in, in the yeah. police officers. And the, everything. Like, that's this, gonna this change. change. That's what they're holding on. That's what's gonna that's die in wild. 20 years. And that's what they're trying to hold on to. So y'all just might be in utopia. Nicely. It in might the be in, in the beginning. Right. In the beginning. Then we, you know, find other ways to be shitty humans with each other. <laughs> but hopefully it won't be because of colorism and right. racism. Like, Right. Like, you know, hopefully it's just classism. Right. <laughs> just like, you ain't got no money, you broke it. Like, let <laughs> it just be that and not because I'm black and you so called white right. or Asian or, you know, like, on top, not, of, on top of everything else. else. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we, we, we're, we, we watching right we're now. Watching we're watching the world. We're watching and recording <laughs> this new world. And, yeah. <laughs> it, it's prayed up and it's read up mm-hmm. as we could. Like, I do 
the Saturdays with Karen Hunter and my college professor, Howard, Dr. Carr. Yes. You know, I just make sure I'm taking as much in as I can to navigate through this wisely as far as finances, investing in the stock market, mm-hmm. building an online business. Building like community. You know, community, getting armed, like everything. Yeah, it's time to just growing the food. Valuing land over clothes. For and, real. You know, like. And I was just about to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> we still going to do that, though. Okay, but you know forever. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 one of those times where I think we're grateful enough to mm-hmm. realize we don't have the exact words. Right. And we're humble enough to be like, we can guide you. We have enough wisdom to guide you through it. Mm-hmm. But we I want to see too. Right. You know, 30 right. years from now, mom is 60 something. She still be out here living her best life. Right. I can still, you know, uh, eat right. Right, good. Right, me too. So yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> That's just that on that. That's just that on that. <laughs> but shout out to um all the allies out there um that yeah. are doing the work, the ones that we know, the ones that we don't know, the unsung heroes mm-hmm. um in history and right. our everyday lives and entertainment like Ellen Pompeo, she's right. been showing up. Chelsea Handler showed up. Right. Um, yes. Going yes. to bat for black people and people of color. So let's just keep unifying as yeah. the human race. Human race. So we can get this race. shit all the way together. Right. <laughs> right. For the betterment of us all. Get this shit, shit all the way together. Shit. We got a lot. To- <laughs> <laughs> that shit came from a pure place of <laughs> Man, that's real. All right, y'all. We goofing out. So. We're going to finalize this podcast with um, a B.O.B. shout out and then some beauty news. But thank you for tuning in. Thank um, you so much. We appreciate your we support. Love we love y'all. And yeah, shout out to the human race. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, Bye sis. What's up, y'all? So this B.O.B. shout out goes to a newly launched t-shirt line called Astro Fly. I found out about it by uh, one of the people that I follow on Facebook and then went to the website and was just blown. Okay, so the graphics, the artistry, the beauty, unparalleled. Definitely check it out. Astrofly, A-S-T-R-O-F-L-I.com. Astro underscore fly on IG. So basically they have shirts that are created based off of your zodiac sign or your astrological sign. And the graphics are just amazing. Uh, amazing, okay? They have t-shirts, hoodies, canvas, and mugs. And I'm pretty sure they have more to come. So check it out. And if you copy, let them know that the sister sent you. All right, bye.